It's another night at the Fireside Pub. Grab a seat, open a tab, and join us. Brad. Jacob. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Look at that, audience. You said we'd never do another one, and yet here we are. See, the thing is, is folks, uh, I'll explain uh, why it's been so long. Uh, I just keep forgetting to text Brad on Mondays yeah. <laughs> to ask him if he wants to do it. And then I feel like texting him in the morning on Tuesday is just its too close for him to <laughs> really be prepared. some big, grandiose reason, like, you know, some life-changing event. No, it's just we just sometimes we forget to text each other. Yeah, I, I, I want... I want Brad to have time to prepare, to think of really about what he wants to talk about. And I know he doesn't, but I like the idea that maybe <laughs> one week he will come prepared with a topic that he wants to talk about. Uh, I, I admire your optimism, Jacob. I really do. I'm, I always like to see the best in people. It's true. It's absolutely true. That's why you talk to me. Brad, we live in a post-Snyder Cut world now. We do. We, uh, we are changed men from the men we were before. <laughs> You know, that's the real reason. I wanted to give Brad three weeks to watch the Snyder Cut, because I know that it probably would have taken him three weeks. Did you watch it? No, of course not. Are you kidding me? It's Jesus four hours. Christ, man. <laughs> it's four hours. Are you kidding me? Man, I wanted to discuss it. I gave you three extra weeks. <laughs> I figured at some point you would have been mildly curious. I mean, I, I know the gist of some of the changes. I know some characters got more screen time. I know some got a lot less. Uh, I know from you that Joker still really didn't uh, get much to do. No, he... <laughs> it's so funny. That scene is so tacked on at the end. Mm-hmm. That whole nightmare sequence. Like, it's it's a, ostensibly what would have been their after credit scene, but for some reason in DC movies, they just do the after credit scenes before the credits start. Oh, well, I mean, hey, you don't have to wait. That's nice of them. I've noticed this in the past couple of DC movies, or, like, they do, like, a little bit of credits, but, like, not even, like, the normal, like, Marvel, like, mid-credits after, like, the title credits. Mm-hmm. Like, they usually just pop it in in the middle of that for some reason. I want you to think about what you just said, Jacob, and that in 2021, it is acceptable and expected to have a beginning credits, a mid-credits, and an ending credits. Not even just, like, cutscenes, like, actual credits that are rolling three different times well i mean at least for dc movies it's weird because they do that like with marvel movies at least it's like they do the title credits they'll have like the mid credit scene and then they'll do the scrolling credits and then the end credit scene and that's it yeah <laughs> like that's at least a little more normal to me than like the way dc does it sometimes whereas like with this now i'm just gonna call this a, the pre-credit scene yeah we, we've had uh 10 years to adjust to the marvel uh formula not so long with the dc one the the best is whenever i go see like a normal movie and people just like before they get up are like is there anything after the credits like no i don't think there's an after credit scene for midsummer <laughs> no I'm probably sorry. not I don't think they're setting up the the MCU, the Midsummer Cinematic Universe. <laughs> they've uh, they've kind of ruined us with the credits now. We're like we're just inherently distrustful of them. Hmm. Yeah. We always want to get up and leave, but we're like, there might be some. Every week at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I scroll to the end, even yep. though I know there's nothing. I do the exact same thing. Speaking of, how are you liking that so far? Not really. <laughs> no, you're not digging it. I like I I dug this past episode the best of them. Um, but so far, not totally digging it. Yeah, it, 
I mean, it's having the same problem that, I mean, basically every single Marvel property has ever had at this point, which the villain just ain't great. It's not even, it's not even just that. I feel like the, the show is weirdly disjointed. Like, it feels like they have, like, 20 million setups mm-hmm. for things that, like, I know are not going to be resolved by the end of this six-episode season. Yeah, this one's really and, short. And it's, like, the first three episodes, I feel like, are mostly set up. Which would be fine if it was, like, nine, like, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's only six makes it, like, all right, come on, like, let's speed this up. Let's get into something. So the fact that, like, this week's episode was, like, kind of all the plots intersecting, and it wasn't like, okay, this episode's about this one plot, and this ep- like, this episode's about the terrorists, and this episode's about Captain America, and then this episode's about the terrorists again, and then this one's about Zemo. And it's like, now that all of it's kind of coming together into one thing... It's much more interesting, and I found the end of this episode to be shocking, mainly just because it's like a Marvel Disney property. Yeah, dude, that was. Whew. And that shield bash was not expecting that. No spoilers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you haven't watched it, it's it's Tuesday, Wednesday, probably by the time this comes out. Yeah, I mean, come on, so guys. What are you doing? Enough time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Disney spoils it usually on Monday, so. Yeah, I mean, if you're on social media, like, anywhere, that's it shows up everywhere. It's tough to mm. avoid. Yeah. I'm lucky that I usually just wake up Friday morning and just put it on. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. Because, as we all know, I fucking hate Bucky. Yeah, which is... Um, but what I'm learning about myself like, is that I don't actually hate Bucky. I hated the interaction between Bucky and Captain America. Because Why? the only conversation those two fuckers ever had was, hey, remember how old we are? That's like, that's the only interaction they've ever had. Which, yeah, I get it. Steve Rogers is mm. a man out of time and you want someone to connect to. You know, and Bucky Barnes is there for him. He's got, you know, he's his little sidekick. Mm-hmm. That's great. But, like, after God knows how many movies, I wanted something else and I never got it. At least with this, I'm getting Bucky doing something else. Like, it's episode, what, episode one or episode two where he goes on the date with the girl at the... That's episode one. At the bar. Like... Him getting to, like, explore and really understand the consequences of his actions as the Winter Soldier is really interesting to me. I almost would have liked a show that would just focus on that stuff. Yeah, maybe we're just a little uh, biased because of WandaVision and we're like, hey, we're ready for some more, like, deep Marvel stuff. Like, explore grief a little bit more, why don't you? Like just, like, different stuff. Like, that's the thing is, like, I guess, like, the thing with this is, like, this is very... Marvel? Feels very by-the-numbers Marvel. I mean, except it's it's a little more spy-focused. It's a little more by-the-numbers uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. In a sense. Which is like fine. That's one of my that's one of my higher rated Marvel movies. So mm-hmm. I mean I like it. But like I don't know, just something about the show. It feels really disjointed. And we're also we're four episodes in. What is going on with the bank loan? Yeah. We have not come back to the bank loan. <laughs> yeah, really. Are, are they gonna get to keep the boat? Like really that's what we need to know. <laughs> that's that's really what I want to know. Fuck Zemo, man. I don't care where he went. Just like come on. And also, I think it's crazy that this show is basically uh, put out there that the Avengers are are just fighting for the exposure. They're not even getting paid. No, <laughs> they're like, literally they're literally a person who gets hit up on Instagram DMs, going, "I love your art. Would you really like to do art for my podcast? And um, you know, it would be really good exposure for you. We get this many listeners." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason the Avengers compound was given to them. None of those fuckers could afford to buy it except for Tony Stark, and he had his own building, so he didn't care. Tony Stark did buy the Avengers compound, though. Well, because he's the only one who could afford it. 
Well, wasn't that like? Isn't that like so, like he owned the property or something like that? I um, assume he built the building. No, uh, actually, you might be right. When did they get the Avengers compound? That was post Civil War. That was War, at the right? end of Ultron. Yeah. So Shield had fallen, and yeah, it must have been Tony Stark because Shield would be the only other person who'd buy it for him. Yeah, and they were basically making up their own Shield. We'll see. Uh, are you, to are you at all interested in like the fact that Zemo came back in some capacity? I mean, I like that he's more interesting now. I mean, I, even then, like I in Civil War, I found his perspective on everything and like his plan. Mm-hmm. He's maybe the only other villain besides Thanos that won technically, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, I mean, he, he did break up the Avengers. Yes, and even um, if they came back momentarily, they never were quite the same. Yeah, and so, like, I I think he's an interesting villain, and Mm -hmm. I think he's doing much more interesting things in this series. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, the purple hood rocks. He should just wear it all the time. 100%. I don't know why he doesn't, (laughs) because when he doesn't wear it, he looks like a grown-up version of a 10-year-old. He's just got really chubby cheeks. I don't know how to explain it. And that barren fur coat, it's got an interesting look. <laughs> I do like the barren fur coat. Um, but yeah, I think he's doing more interesting stuff. They're giving more stuff for Sharon Carter to do in the series. Like I was not expecting her to show back up. She was in the trailer, Brad. I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know Zemo was coming back? No, I had no idea. Oh, wow. <laughs> you really are, like, you, you're living my dream. Yeah, honestly, dude, I didn't I didn't watch almost anything about this going into it. Because, like, on paper, this is the least interesting Marvel thing ever created for me. It's fucking Falcon and Winter Soldier. I It's Bucky and the only other dude in the Avengers I couldn't give a shit about. I'd watch a wow. Hawkeye series before I watched Falcon. <laughs> well, Brad, Disney Plus has got the show for you coming next year. Um... Really? Wow. This was least. This was less interesting for you than WandaVision. I would never have expected that. Yeah, I, WandaVision, at least, it had that like air of mystery, or I'm like, I really don't know what you're doing with this, and it took three or four episodes for that to kind of become apparent. Right. Um, but with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, I feel like you kind of know what you're getting on the tin, and they really have not subverted that in any way. No. Outside of giving Bucky a personality, which, hey, I'm not going to complain. Right. But really, this is, for me, a stopgap to Loki. Like, it's kind of the only thing I'm interested in. Yo, Loki looks awesome. It does. I watched the trailer for that. That looks really good. That looks that looks really good. Um, I'm very interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you did kind of just run over me, though, with my Snyder Cut talk. I, <laughs> I apologize. Let's, uh, let's circle back to some Snyder Cut, because this is going to take another 65 minutes. Folks, strap in for a long one. Yeah, if the movie's four hours. It's going to take us at least an hour to discuss it. My my boilerplate thoughts on the Snyder Cut. Now, as a man who has watched it three times. You've seen it three times. Well, I watched it twice. Uh, I watched it once the day it came out. Uh, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, I remember because you text me and I'm at work. Like, I had just at walked into the building. I texted you at 6 a.m. I went, this is a completely different movie. And you were like, you like it it's so far? How far in it? You must come halfway through. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> um, I had stopped at one point to eat breakfast. Um, and then 
I watched it again the next night because my friend wanted to watch it. So we watched that together. And then a week or two later, he released the Justice's Grey version, the black and white version. So I watched that. Is, was uh, that like uh, a good experience? I can't imagine that was... It was interesting. I mean, it's different. <laughs> I don't know that it's like, you know, I don't know that it enhanced the film in any way. But I'm going to be honest. I'm I, glad we invented color in the 60s. I'd rather not go back. <laughs> I guess, you know, this is Zack Snyder's truest vision, the purest form of his vision. Although it's not even technically his pure vision, because he wanted, spoiler alert for the Snyder Cut, it's been three weeks, folks, and spoiler alert to Brad, but he doesn't give a shit, he's not going to watch this fucking thing. Um, He wanted a Green Lantern at the end, but Warner Brothers wouldn't let him, so then he put Martian Manhunter at the end instead. Really? They wouldn't give him uh, Green Lantern? No. Not even the Ryan Reynolds one? I assume they want to do something with Green Lantern in the future, so they probably didn't want him to cast someone as Green Lantern. Also, I guess the problem was that he wanted the John Jones version of Green... Or John Stewart, not John Jones. John Jones is Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter, yeah. Uh, He wanted the John Stewart version of uh, Green Lantern, and apparently the studio was uh, not okay with launching a, a black character as the Green Lantern for their universe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Black he's, actor, I should say. He's, he's always been, like... I don't know, like, he was great in the Justice League cartoon. That's the thing, yeah. I, I think, you know... I think fans would have really enjoyed that. Um, Martian Manhunter has two scenes total in the uh, film. Are they at least good? No. <laughs> well, the scene, at the, end, the scene at the end is okay. Uh, he kind of just comes down <laughs> to Ben Affleck, who... Looks like he's emaciated because they clearly just shot this scene, and so he does. He doesn't have his bulk on that he does to be Batman, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have a, a padded suit to fill it out. So he can, he does. He just looks so skinny <laughs> in comparison to the rest of the film, and uh, and then you know Martian Manhunter comes down and goes, uh, you know, Darkseid's gonna come back. You know that, right? <laughs> Basically. He's like, uh, yeah, you know, we have a team now, so... <laughs> we, we have a Superman, so it doesn't matter. And uh, and then he's like, I'll be around. He's like, some people call me the Martian Manhunter. And then the other scene he has is a weird one where, like... So the setup to the seat is that it's like Lois Lane is talking to Ma Kent. And he's basically like, oh... She's like, you know, you can't just be in your house crying about Clark, you gotta get back out in the world, and blah blah blah. And then she leaves the apartment and then just turns into Martian Manhunter for some reason. What? <laughs> like, Martian Manhunter shape-shifted into Ma Kent and then it was like, the and then shape-shifted back into that general dude from Man of Steel. <laughs> and was like, the world needs Lois Lane. <laughs> Good lord. Those are the two scenes. So, what's crazy about that, right, is that that whole end scene with Martian Manhunter was not supposed to be there. So, that was the one moment we would have got with Martian Manhunter in this movie if Zack Snyder got his way. It would have just been a completely unexplained weird scene. I I feel like he went up to them and was like, give me a list of every property I'm allowed to use. And he just threw them all in. Like, why would you put that scene in there? To what end? That was what he originally shot. That was part of his original vision, Brad. Get the man some glasses. He needs better vision. He does wear glasses. 
Okay, well, clearly he needs an updated prescription. <laughs> um, other things. Like, this movie's, four, this movie's four hours and two minutes long. It did not need to be four hours and two minutes long. I'll say that. <laughs> Number one, you could cut the nightmare scene at the end. There was no need for it. Like, I, I completely understand Zack Snyder's, like, perspective on it. He's like, you know, fans really like this weird nightmare version from Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to show them more of that because they want to see that. And also, Jared Leto and Ben Affleck have not had a single bit of screen time together in this entire franchise. Yep. So maybe we should put Batman and Joker on the screen at the same time. Like, I get it. But it's so unnecessary. <laughs> and it literally has a weird line where the Joker talks about giving Batman a reach around. Okay, awesome. And, and it's also the time in the movie where Batman says the fuck word. Oh, yeah, they let him have it? They finally let him have it. Like he has, it's a great line. I'll be honest. Like he, they're going off about like back and forth about like people who have died, like by like you know because of them or whatever. And he's like you know talking shit to him about like killing Robin and shit like that. And he goes, he's like, when Harley Quinn died in my arms, she promised me that when I kill you and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> that I do it slowly or something like that. Like some some to that effect. It's a good line. Yeah, I mean it's bizarre to me still to see batman being written this way right um and this is coming as somebody who really is not uh, an adamant batman fan you've always been way more into dc than i've been um but i'm familiar enough with these characters to still just be a little confused at these portrayals of batman and superman especially like everyone else is sort of in character like wonder woman's close enough flash is close enough um but those two just seem like they they got the uh, the Snyder treatment the most, I think. Who, Batman and Superman? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. They're the See, and that's the thing I think where the disconnect comes for me in this is now I've been just taking this as like Snyder's own version of these characters. You know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is really what it's been from the beginning, but the fact that they were propping this up is like this is the canon cinematic universe version of these characters. That's I think where people are like take so much umbrage with these versions yeah you know what i mean because i think like snyder's take on these characters is interesting it's different from the main takes on these characters that we've had for how many fucking years now mm-hmm. um it's it's interesting you know what i mean i think i think snyder fetishizes uh some of these characters a little too much like he very clearly is in love with Superman? <laughs> like, I mean, he just have thinks you seen that Superman him? is he thinks that Superman is just the bee's knees though. Like he he treats him I I feel like even though he has like probably the least amount of screen time mm-hmm. in this movie, he gets treated the best. He gets the biggest like heroic comeback of the entire movie and and in the end it's like he's the turning tide still on what gets them to be able to finish off Steppenwolf. I mean, dude it's Henry Cavill. That's true. Have you I mean, seen the man? He doesn't have a weird lip this time. Though. Oh, thank God. Because that was all reshoot stuff. <laughs> that weird static lip. <laughs> I hated that lip. <laughs> uh, it's so funny reading into that story, too, because it was just like Paramount was like, nope, can't shave the mustache. He needs it for Mission Impossible. And literally one of us was like, we will pay to CG on the mustache and the beard. It is easier to CG out and on than it is off. Yes, it is. 
it 100 percent is and paramount was still like nope nope not happening <laughs> and all the stories coming up about the joss Whedon stuff it's like it just makes me happy that like this version exists because mm-hmm. honestly you can just watch it and just take this as the canon version of it even though it's so long and the only reason why i think it's so long is because it was like zack snyder was like all right i'm getting to make this i get one shot at it i'm putting everything in yeah because there's so much shit that could be cut there's a weird scene where icelandic women start singing about aquaman when he gets back in the ocean um yeah really um i can't think of anything else it's been so long since i've actually watched the movie it's been maybe about like two weeks since I've watched the film, but I can't. <laughs> Two weeks since rem- I've seen the four-hour-long film for the third time. <laughs> yeah, and I I can't remember specific other specific things I would cut. But it's nice though, because like the whole final action scene, like everyone gets a thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like Batman maybe has the least amount to do, but he's at least still doing something that's helping the mission. You know what I mean? Whereas in like the theatrical cut, he does nothing. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much just stands at the top of that tower. Looks pretty. <laughs> yeah. And then Superman does everything. But, like, everyone has their moments. And I think that that's nice. I like that. There's a really good Batmobile sequence in it. I mean, from what I've seen, a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff they've added, everyone seems to be pretty pretty hype on. Like, a lot of the, the changes to dialogue seem to be, you know... It's less cringy. Yeah. A Flash, I, I heard, got a, got a couple cool scenes. I saw one that was, like, him clearing rubble, like, running around the group. And, oh, like, yeah. I'm like, that looked... That looked really cool. Like that's that's straight flash. That's cool. Um, the scene where he saves Iris from the car accident is pretty cool. Although it's a little weird. It's kind of long. Mm-hmm. That's Zack Snyder for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of a long sequence, but it's still cool. It like shows off his powers really well. And I think at the end he gets like the best moment in the entire movie when he uses the speed force to. Because like, spoiler alert, they lose. Like, the mother box is synchronized, and everything blows the fuck up. Mm-hmm. But Flash does his thing where he gets into the speed force, and then he reverses time and does what he was supposed to do the whole time, like, which is charge up Cyborg so he can synchronize with the mother boxes or something. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, that whole speed force sequence is so fucking cool, and the music is so good, and it's, like, it's better than him moving one Russian family out of the way of danger. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, it's just, it removed the cringy dialogue with him, like the, the brunch line. I don't know if you remember the brunch line. No, I don't. What's the... This is what a lot, this is what a lot of people say. When Ben Affleck, or sorry, when Batman comes to see him for the first time and get him to join the team, he and he goes like, I need friends. Like that line's still in the movie, mm-hmm. but there's like a different line that's in there where he's like, I don't understand people. Like, what is brunch? You wait in line, and you just get lunch, and you pay extra, and blah, 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 and it's, like, so cringy. It's, like, disgusting. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So, they removed all that shit. All the Joss Whedon shit's gone. It's Sweet. all Zack Snyder. It's pure Zack Snyder for four hours. <laughs> for better or worse, it's pure Zack Snyder. And I loved it. Ten out of ten. I don't know. Do you think they're really gonna recast Flash? That's a great question, Brad. I have no clue. Could not tell you. I mean, I hope, uh, what's his name? Uh, Grant Gustin. Like, I think he could he, he could swing it as uh, as movie Flash. He's they really not, good. They will not move him to the movies. I know they then, won't. Because people are stupid and they'll think they have to watch six or seven seasons of a television show to get the movie. Yeah, that, that one's still going. Yeah. No, I know. 
I am well aware that it's still going. Uh, that's really all I have to talk about Snyder Cut. If you haven't seen it, so it's not really that fun to discuss because it's just me talking to you. Dude, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, I, I never watch that. I, I want to. I want to sit down and watch it. My ADHD brain, I can't even sit through an hour and a half movie. Without, Watch it in without parts, a then. It's split up into parts for you. Yeah, I know. I don't have HBO on my, my desktop. I don't have the login, so I have to go out into the, the other room and watch it on my... Brad. I, this is such a first-world problem, I know. Like, I have to watch it on my 4K 70-inch television. I can't watch it in the first comfort of, all, of my chair. you should be watching it on your 4K 70-inch television if you're going to watch it. <laughs> no, I, um, I don't like watching things out there. I know it sounds weird, but I have my 4K monitor right in front of me. I'd rather just watch things on that. Uh, then that's fine. Brad, if you need an HBO login, I got you. No, I have, I have one. I just, I have not taken the. I don't want you to think that this is anything other than pure laziness. Is that I have not taken the login from the living room, and logged in on my desktop. That's all it is. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and it's all because I know it's four hours, and like I can't. Zach split it up into parts for you. How in each part's an hour, right? No, it's six parts. Okay, so each part's about forty minutes. Probably, give or take. Okay, so each part's going to take me about two sittings to get through. (laughs) Yeah, so you'll be done with it by the end of the year. Yeah. (laughs) There's a reason I watch, like, TV and cartoons, man. It's about 22 minutes about the expand of my attention span. Any more than that, and my ADHD brain can't, it can't handle it. See, that's, I don't know that that's true, though, because I feel like we've, we've watched plenty of movies together. See, that's different. If we're watching things together, I, I, I hate to break this to you, but sometimes I'm not actually watching the movie. Um, You're watching me? Either, like, I'll when I say something or I point something out in a lull in the movie and we have a quick conversation, those little bursts of doing something else help, like, kind of recharge me a little bit. Right. Um, but if it's okay. literally just me sitting here trying to watch a movie, I can't do it. Maybe maybe we should just take a day. <laughs> and we just we just watch it together. I mean, we, we could, yeah. I've got a beautiful 4K television here. I've got a sound bar now. Oh, you do? Yeah. Nice. So you just come over here. We watch the Snyder Cut. We enjoy it. We have a good time. <laughs> we we really will have to carve out a day for that. We get sushi. <laughs> Dude, I haven't had sushi in so long. <laughs> we would we would literally have to carve out an entire day for it. Yeah, 100%. Maybe we have to stop in the middle. Maybe go for a speed walk. Maybe get some snacks yeah. up the street. <laughs> Make sure we like, stand you know, up. Like, we don't get a clot in our legs. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I laid in bed the first time I watched it. I started falling asleep in the last, like, 20 minutes. And I, I literally, I paused it. I, like, shut off the TV. I was like, I'll finish it later. <laughs> I fell asleep for, like, 10 minutes, and I was like, I'm recharged. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what happens, even though I know what happens. Um, My girlfriend hated it. That's not surprising whatsoever. <laughs> she got up several times. <laughs> would just leave for 20 minute bursts yeah come back or would fall asleep it was so funny because she's been watching all the marvel movies and she's been enjoying those um her favorite is still well her favorite might be avengers now but her favorite before that was iron man 2 which is bizarre to me she's uh (laughs) she's a unique one if if she said she liked she said she liked iron man 3 the least so far which is Pretty yeah. validating to yeah. me. Three, three ain't great. I'll be honest with the 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 whole fiery pepper pots things. Not not a great look. Two is better than three. I, I would agree. Say that. Yeah, I mean, if for nothing else, it's better to make fun of. Like three is just kind of bad. I my bird. Yeah, exactly. Like 
You got you got hammer. You got the bird. Like there, there's some good stuff in there. Oh, I've been seeing interesting theories. Sorry to go back to Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're all over the place today, folks. Yeah, today. <laughs> You're right. Uh, interesting rumors on who the power broker might be. Oh, really? Pe- I hadn't heard. People are saying maybe, possibly, Justin Hammer. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. It makes sense, too. Justin Hammer went to jail at some point. He maybe got out during the snap. Who knows? Yeah. And, I mean, he's been totally MIA outside of his company making a brief appearance in Luke Cage. And those aren't even canon anymore, so... No, are, did they get decanoned? I'm pretty... They never really mentioned the TV stuff. So maybe it is all canon, but they just don't talk about it. Yeah, I always assumed it was one way. Like, the TV can reference the movies, but the movies never referenced uh, TV. I always think it would have been great if they had tied in Luke Cage to, to what's it called in some way, to um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Because he's buying, like, Diamondback is buying, like, powered-up weapons. Why not just have him buy them from Michael Keaton? Yeah. They were coming out around the same time. I'd be cool with that. I'm still waiting for to see if Charlie Cox is going to be who represents him in uh, No Way Home. We'll see, won't we? Yeah. We'll I... find out. This I mean, year, I think. That comes at the end of this year, doesn't it? Uh, I think so. Let's Google that. We still have no confirmation on if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in that movie yet. They better be. It's, it's 20... Wait, yeah, that's coming out before Doctor Strange? Mm, uh, really? I thought Strange was first. No, because Doctor Strange is coming out next year, I think. Man, I just want a good third Spider-Man movie. Is that so much to ask? I think we're going to get it. Like, we failed twice now. Like, come on, man. Well, we never even got a second, third one. Uh, yeah, we got... Because the first two were so bad. Yeah. Yeah, they... they uh, not, not great. They were yeah, great Doctor for Strange about half com- of it. Doctor Strange doesn't come out till March of next year. Oh, damn. Hmm. I honestly thought Strange was first, because I, I, in my head, I'm like, well, that's going to be how the Spider-Man thing works, is they need Strange to go oh, first. Or though, we could do the multiverse in this one, and then Strange is about him closing the multiverse. Oh, yeah, maybe. That would make sense to me. But what the fuck do I know, folks? <laughs> you know? In the end, what do I really know? It's true. Trivia. we're I, I all we're all paid. just floundering around i don't get paid millions of dollars to write these movies i <laughs> wish i did but i don't brad you played any video games lately yeah i mean it's been a minute since we've talked so a lot has lots happened i got a ps5 in the time that we've talked hell yeah um my brother's got flex on the hose what's up flex on the hose oh yeah <laughs> Well, my brother had been keeping an eye on it, and I had been keeping an eye on uh, at work to see if maybe I could snag one, and we ended up getting one. Um, and I realized that I do not learn from my mistakes, and I bought a console specifically to play one game and nothing else. Um, and so that is literally all I've done. I bought a PlayStation 5, or my brother bought it, I guess. We, we split it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought Demon Souls, and that's the only thing I've played. You haven't played Spider-Man now? No, because I, I didn't beat the original. I'm only two-thirds of the way through it. Did you buy the version that comes with the remaster of the original? Um, I think so. Did you pay $70 for Spider-Man? Um, 
I didn't buy Spider-Man. Uh, I was asked yeah. to order Spider-Man. I did so, and then I was compensated. I never looked to see how much it cost. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, so we don't know if you get the Ultimate Edition. I bought the Ultimate Edition. I think I, to pull. I think I got the one. I got. I think they got the more expensive one. All I know is it's got the, the really bad Peter Parker face in it. Yeah, no, all versions do. Now. Yeah, that's. it looks so much worse. I think even the PS4 version has the new face. Mike, I, I don't understand they why they would do that. I don't know. I've I've grown accustomed to it. I've <laughs> funny thing. I've been playing Spider-Man PS4 mm-hmm. 2018, whatever you want to call it, but the remastered version. I just beat it last night. The main story, I should say. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna platinum it because I platinum the original. I want the only two platinums I have to be Spider-Man because I think that's kind of funny to have <laughs> platinum the same game twice. Yeah. Um. And you know it's it's a great game. You get used to the face. I'll say that. I he just looks like this is supposed to be like. How old's the Spider-Man? Like twenty-four. Like he's like he's that, cut, yeah. He's he's not teenage high school Spider-Man anymore. He's you know. He's still young enough though, where he could have a baby face. I mean, I guess, but he looks like fourteen to MJ's like. 22 it just looks weird <laughs> it does seem a little odd like in some of their scenes together miles looks older than he does <laughs> you're you're not wrong with that you know it was, weird. it was more jarring to me and miles morales than it was playing the original spider-man game mm-hmm. like when you because you only see him a couple times in miles morales yeah so it's a little more jarring to me i watched uh i watched my brother play through most of it it seems like, I mean, it seems like a fun game. It just seems like, did you like the original Spider-Man? Well, here's a little bit more. Like, Yeah. My conspiracy theory for Spider-Man 2 here. And there's scenes in this where you kind of see this working out. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in the opening of the game, like, when you're chasing Rhino, there's just two Spider-Men swinging. Mm-hmm. My, my theory is that Spider-Man 2 is going to be co-op. Oh, you think? Or it's going to have the option for co-op. That'd be really cool. I think it would be too. But at that point, then I say to myself, why would I not want to play as Miles? Because Miles has all these extra electricity powers. Mm-hmm. Like he just has the the more interesting power set, but I guess it maybe it comes down to if you're a Peter Parker stan or not. Dude, 100%. I'm always... Which I always am a Peter Parker like, stan, to be fair. I can't. I can't beat my man. No. I don't know. They're good games. They're very, very good games. Yeah. I mean, I, I love... Uh, I love... Yuri Lowenthal's Spider-Man, and that studio did a great job. Insomniac did a great job with the with both games, and I'm uh, I'm excited to actually get to and uh, and play it. But I just beat Demon Souls like last week, so I've been kind of on a lull. I will give you a minute and thirty seconds to talk about Demon Souls. <laughs> um. Well, the gist of it wait, is. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me start the timer. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on a minute. I'm being very dead serious about this. Oh, no, I know you are. A minute and thirty seconds. For you to just go off about Demon Souls, sis. <laughs> no. Okay, so the gist of Demon Souls is if you do not like any of the Dark Souls games up to this point, you will hate Demon Souls. It is the least fair, least interactive Dark Souls game I have ever played, but it is one I probably had some of the most fun in. Only because that lack of fairness uh, acted as a sort of new challenge in a way that Dark Souls usually isn't. 
Um, it's incredibly convoluted, it, the mechanics make no sense and are barely functional, and the weapons are cool, but a borderline useless most of the time. So, really, I, I can't recommend it in wholeheartedness unless you actively love this franchise and want more games to play, in which case, pick it up, it's kind of fun. The endings suck, there's only two, and there's really nothing you can do to get one or the other except the very final decision of the game. It's not like the other ones where you have to f- kind of follow a storyline. And there's basically no lore between any of the the items, the NPCs, nothing. There's there, there's almost no storylines. That it? That's that's the gist of it. Yeah. You still you still have thirty seconds left. You I'm, wanna... I mean, come on, Jake. I'm I'm efficient. Okay, folks. Is he talking about Demon Souls or all the other Souls games? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun, but. Um, I can't, I can't recommend it to anybody who doesn't already love the Souls games, because it's not, like, Demon Souls is, like, a game, like, if you were to describe Dark Souls like you, Jacob, in that way that you talk about it, mm-hmm. Demon Souls is made in a way that somebody who makes fun of Dark Souls talks about Dark Souls. Like, oh, there's an enemy hiding behind every corner, and it's super unfair, and, like, in Demon Souls, that's literally true. There's an area where almost, it's like this tiny little maze of, like, caves and dungeons and almost every corridor you go down if there's a turn left or right one of them's going to be the way you're supposed to go and one of them's going to have a dead end with a dude standing right there ready to bonk you in the head as soon as you hit the corner like there's an entire zone set up like that and like granted this was miyazaki's first shot in the dark Souls series so he's a little Mm -hmm. he's a little rusty um but it's it's super unfair in some ways but it's not it's not bad game necessarily it's just it's you need to know what you're getting into um he also only ever had one idea every single idea you see in dark souls 1 2 and 3 came from demon souls he did not have an original idea after the first one slash bloodborne yeah i mean bloodborne at least he was like hey we're gonna change up the the theme and it's gonna be a little more gothic i think maybe the only time he ever really did anything kind of different which i don't even know if he actually worked on this one but i mean they're the same sort of thing as sekiro yeah, I mean, Sekiro was a, a pretty good departure, and it was a super fun game. I loved Sekiro. I would like to... Sekiro has a lot of things in it that I looks like I would enjoy on paper, but the game itself, I know, is not for me. It's the most cinematic of the Dark Souls games. Like, when that game is being played, like, well, and, like, you're getting your parries off, and you're using your tools, and, like, you're doing all the mechanics, it looks great. But it has yeah. zero replayability, in my opinion. So that kind of sucks. And the other ones do, Brad? Like oh, 100%. Like, at least with uh, the Souls games, like, there's a tons of ways you can play it. Like, you can switch between, I'm going to do a mage build, I'm going to do a pyromancy build, I'm going to do a soul level one run. Right? Yeah. Um, Sekiro does not have any of that. Where, like, you can't really meaningfully change your playthrough from game to game. Outside of, like, there are some optional boss fights that if you pick one, you lose some of the others. So, like, you can change which boss fights you want to get. Um, but that's kind of the only thing you get. Like, you don't really... You don't get a whole lot of freedom. I still, to this day, and the multiple times I've tried, I've never beat a boss in a Souls game. <laughs> yeah. It's, um... I just, it's not, I'm not tempered to play that game. It's not, it's not for everybody. I, I think, I think, um, I, I don't know if it's sunk cost fallacy where like, once you beat a boss, you spend enough time where you're like, yeah, I'm going to beat it. I love this game. And we're just kind of all fooling ourselves. Or if, you know, sometimes just people aren't, aren't into it. I don't know. I think my thing with it is just the combat is just so slow and I feel like it's 
designed in a way that, like, it's just... I don't know. Like, it's just not my type of thing. No, it's not your your cup of tea. You're a character action kind of guy. Yes. Yes. And the thing is, the only Souls-ish... It's not even really Souls. But the only Souls-ish game that I really enjoyed was... I liked that sci-fi one. What was the sci-fi one? Surge. That one was okay. I liked that one a little bit. And I like Star Wars. Jedi Fallen Order. That was a cool game. Which is like, it's Souls-ish in a way, but it's nowhere near as hard. No. It's definitely more fluid. Some of the bosses are a little... uh... That's the thing, I think, too. I think I could take the slower combat... I just need some fluidity to it. There's no fluidity in those games. No, it's a clunky mess until you get to three, and even then it's like... Every animation takes 12 <laughs> years. Like, you gotta, your guy has got to wind up his sword every time. Yeah. And it's like, I get it, but also, like, just let me just swing at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and not have it take 13 seconds just to even get the sword going in his direction i don't know yeah don't there, know. there's about four weapons in the dark souls games that are like can be even described as fast <laughs> right i think bloodborne is probably faster yeah but of the of any of the souls game bloodborne is like miles ahead of them in terms of like speed and just general like play like play speed like how fast the combat goes how fast you're moving around like you get Whiplash going from Dark Souls 1 to Bloodborne. It's a huge difference. I think I own Bloodborne. Did you ever try it? I played it with you once. Oh, I remember that. We recorded that, I think. We tried to. It didn't it go just, well. <laughs> it was not going to be anything of any enjoyment. I think it was in the PS Plus collection for PS5, though. Yes, it is. So I do own it. So maybe I'll give Bloodborne another shot. Everyone always talks the praises of Bloodborne. Well, given how our tastes are uh, usually opposite of one another, I kind of don't like Bloodborne, so... So maybe I'll love Bloodborne. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that'll finally be the one that clicks for me. My brother, who you seem to line up with uncannily well, loves Bloodborne, so... I don't know. Maybe. I've never seen you two in the same room, so as far as I'm concerned, you're either the same person or one of you is a figment of my imagination, and I don't know which yet. In reality, it's like your brother died years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm what the grown-up version of him would be. Yeah, I'm just, I'm filling his uh, his persona yeah. with all your ideas and thoughts. No. Did he watch the Snyder Cut? What did he think of it? I don't think he did, um, mm. but I'd have to ask him. I don't know. Has he seen any of the DC movies? Uh, yes, he has. He's. What are uh, his general thoughts on them? That they're good but could be better. Um... I think oh, the only so we one literally he, line up on that. Yeah, I think the the one that he liked the least was uh, I think Batman v Superman. Oh, was the one that he was least least thrilled with. Um, That's maybe the one I like the most at this point. But I, I'll be honest, we don't talk DC a ton. Um, but he he's a big he's a big movie critic. He likes uh, he likes picking stuff apart. It's either Batman v Superman or Snyder Cut. That's my favorite now. I don't know. I mean, if you watch Snyder Cut a fourth time, I feel like by default that has to be your best because you've spent... I mean, I've seen Batman v Superman 15 times, yeah. I think, at this point in my life. And yet the runtime is almost the same. It's close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. 12 hours of one and what, 
15 times of a two-hour movie is 20, what, 30 hours? Well, I think Batman v Superman is like almost three hours. Is it really? I think so. It's close. Yeah, it might be The Ultimate Cut might be three hours. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot they made a longer version of a movie that didn't need to be any longer. (laughs) And I've definitely seen the Ultimate Cut more. Good lord. Jacob, at some point we have to admit you have a problem. I think I just like these. Yeah, the Batman v Superman is three hours and three minutes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Is that the theatrical cut? I better not be. An extended cut, which features 31 minutes of additional footage. So I actually might be watching a three hour and 34 minute version. Ultimate cut runtime. Here we go. Oh, no. Yeah, the runtime for the. It's three hours and three minutes. So that's the ultimate cut. Why are we okay with this? <laughs> what do you mean? Why were we so beaten down in our youth that like we're so happy our nerdy shit is in the mainstream that we're we're willing to sit through a three-hour movie? Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, the end game is three hours. I know, and it didn't need to be. It did. No, it absolutely did not. Endgame was great. I liked it. It did not need to be three hours. Agree to disagree. I would talk more and ask you what ne- what could be cut, but also one of the people that listens to this show <laughs> is currently watching all these movies. So True. Can't spoil it. I don't I don't want to spoil anything for her. Um I finished God of War. We haven't talked about it on the show. Oh, true, true. We talked about it personally. How did you, uh, how'd you like the ending? That game clicked. It clicked for me once you got the Blades of Chaos. Yeah, I, 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 I figured that was going to be your thing. Once the speed it, picked up, like... It absolutely clicked for me then. Juggling enemies, so good. It's so good. And also, just, like... That game makes you feel more like a superhero than most superhero games do. And I love that. That fight with uh, Balder at the end... Mm-hmm is dope as hell yeah it's really really good they uh sony santa monica has been great at setting up like set piece fights like and god of war is just like set piece fight after set piece fight it's wonderful yeah and i i can't wait for ragnarok now especially after like the little images on the wall and in the the giant's land Mm -hmm. where it's like yo atreus is gonna kill kratos yeah I that or Kratos is gonna die in the next one and he's just standing over him but like it's gonna be crazy also he's Loki what the fuck yeah dude that was something I did not see coming like with yeah. um I don't know between that and the uh, the vision at the end which uh I don't know I, I'm 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 looking forward to that that showdown with Thor it's gonna be uh Oh yeah, the vision at the end with uh, because I didn't see that actually. I found out about that after the fact. Oh really? Like yeah. You once to... I finished the game, I was just like, I'm done. Like I don't care about doing the exploring shit. I don't want to fight the Valkyries. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Because even though as much as I enjoyed the game, I was just like, I'm, in a way, I'm glad to be done with it because I can move on to something else. Yeah, and it, it really isn't all that rewarding to get everything else. Like the only thing worth yeah. doing is going back to the house to get that. That cut to scene. get that scene and so then when i was i was listening to like a, a spoiler cast about it like people were just talking because they were talking to the guy who made the game mm-hmm. so i was like i want to hear like his insight on it 
And so I, I watched that, and then they were talking about like the cutscene when you go back to the house, and I went, "There's a cutscene when you go back to the house." I didn't even know you could go back to the house. So then I went on YouTube and watched the cutscene where you go back to the house, and I went, "Oh fuck." Yep. Yeah. So should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. They did what I didn't think was possible. They made Kratos like a legitimately interesting character. <laughs> I know, because in every other game, he's just a, a screaming maniac. Yeah. <laughs> Calliope. Like his whole thing where he gets the blades of chaos and he walks, you know, he's walking through his house. He's like, yeah, but I'm your monster no longer. I'm like, fuck, man, they made him cool. Yeah, I know. Like, I can't. I was like, wow, they gave me, they made me give a shit about God of Warlord to the point where, after I got the blades of chaos, I did like the next like couple like levels, I guess you could call it. After that, and then um. I was going to bed because it was like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to watch a God of War lore video up to this point because <laughs> I don't remember a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I know he murders a bunch of people, but I feel like there's some bits in there I should know. Yeah, I understand that he does kill Zeus, but I don't remember Athena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> so I went and watched all that. And the God of War lore is surprisingly way more involved than I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, 1 and 2 were, like, decent games. Well, it wasn't until 3 that he, like, became that stereotypical, like, screaming murderer that we all know and love. Well, it's like, it's cra- It's like there's three main games, and there's three, like, prequel games, and then there's, like, comics, and, like... Oh, I didn't know there were comics. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. Like, so, I literally in this video, it, like, encompassed all of it it was like a 45 minute video good lord <laughs> and like talked about it all so like in chronological order so it's like it starts like there's like a beginning cutscene in god of war one where it explains like when he was a kid and how he made this deal with the gods or something mm-hmm. and then like then there's the comic that explains like you know how he became like the, the soldier for Ares or something and like it's just this whole shit there's a lot of shit going on <laughs> in these games and, like I said, surprisingly, way more involved mm-hmm. than you would than I would have ever thought. Just on the outside, making fun of like him screaming like Zeus, climbing up the mountains. But yeah, it eventually got to the point where it had that scale that I remembered and was looking for. I really hope that after we're done with the the Norse bits and we we finish Ragnarok, because I doubt they're gonna do a third game. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they they move on to Egypt because they set up that stuff in Tears Vault where it's like all of these uh, myths exist simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Where like they have stuff that Tyr got from Sparta, they have stuff that Tyr got from you know from Egypt, and he was kind of the world traveler, and everybody loved him. I hope that mm-hmm. if you know Kratos does end up dying in um, uh, Ragnarok, I hope that we can follow uh, maybe follow Atreus. See if he goes to Egypt or, you know, something else goes that, on. That's what I assume is probably going to end up happening, is he'll die and then we'll play as Atreus. Whether he dies in the next one or not, I don't know. But something Kratos is going to do is going to bring about Ragnarok. I assume it's probably the fact that he killed both of Thor's kids. Uh, well, I mean, traditionally, the Ragnarok was brought about by um, Death of Baldur. That's true. So... I did also look into Norse mythology afterwards. It's super interesting, man. And the game does a pretty good job of, like, representing it. Like, they they do enough to make it feel 
unique and fresh, but they follow it pretty closely. Yes, while still doing their own, like, what I'm going to call comic book interpretation of it. Yeah. Because they do kind of the, the Marvel thing where they make up their own versions of these myths. But, yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to see What's-Her-Face, like, f- come back for revenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, and how she was, like, one of the Valkyries, too. Yeah, she was queen of the Valkyries. And, like, that's... That's dope. This game's gonna be dope. Yeah, 100%, man. It's supposed to come out this year. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but if it does come out this year, I'm very excited. Yeah, it's gonna be great, man. I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, other than that, I don't really know. Is there anything in the news lately that's going around? Um, I don't think so. I mean, the only other thing that's happened, really, is I got I got vaccinated. I got my first... So did I. I got my first jab in the arm. I got to go back uh, in a month to get my second. Did you get any side effects? What's up? Did you get any side effects? Uh, I felt like I had a massive hangover um, with a sore arm, but that's about it. Like, the second dose, I'm expecting to knock me on my ass, but the first one just felt like a really bad hangover. See, that's what a lot of people were saying to me was they felt like fatigue. I didn't feel fatigued. What I felt was just massive arm pain. My arm felt like it was like a thousand pounds. Yeah, it, it kind of sucked. I mean, as soon as I got home and it was starting to stiffen up, I just kind of bit the bullet and forced myself to like move it. Like I put it above my head. I did like some rotations. Well, I, like I would move it and it would just like, it felt like I was being stabbed in the arm. Yeah. If that makes any sense. It hurt. Um, and then it also, it just felt like really heavy to lift. You know what I mean? Like it felt like I was moving it slower than I normally do. Yeah, it's like somebody gave you a dead arm. Like they just walked up to you and punched you in the arm as hard as they could. Yeah. It, fe- it felt like when your arm, not like falls, like it didn't really feel like it was falling asleep, but it feels like, you know, like when you wake up and like you fell asleep on your arm and then like you can barely move it for yeah. like 20 minutes. It's starting to get the blood flow back and it's kind of painful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how it felt. Yeah. It sucks though. I had to go all the way up to freaking Gillette. Really? Yeah, to get because that was the only place I I, preg- I registered with the state, and the way that they do it was, is you register, you give them your name, yada yada yada, and when there's an appoint when there's a list of appointments open, they give you a list and say, hey, here are the places that are open for you, pick one and pick a time and go, and the closest one was Gillette, so I had to go See? all the way up there. See you fucked up. You should have went through. Uh, I went through South Coast, mm-hmm. and so like I just went into the MyChart app. And literally, like, it was, like, maybe Monday. Or it might have been, like, Sunday. I can't remember. Um, This is when I was out of work because I was, like, sick. But I tested negative for COVID-19. So, yay me. But, um, I, so then I went into the app, literally, like, like, made an appointment in, like, 10 seconds. Like, I went through, got the first available appointment, went to Dartmouth. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, it only took me two days, two or three days to get a an appointment like i registered with the state and like two days later they sent me an email which uh it's a f- which one did you get i got pfizer you got pfizer yeah what'd you get uh moderna ah uh, yeah so you have a little dick then yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've been seeing all the memes going around pfizer versus moderna yeah yeah the yeah. uh it's it's kind of funny and then now johnson and johnson um getting paused because of the uh blood Yo, my friend just got Johnson & Johnson the other day, and I'm like, I don't know whether I tell him about this or not. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm it's, sure it's, still, seen it. it's super rare. Like, only six people have gotten it. But it's still one of those things that's going to, like, it's going to spook people. Right. I'm just thinking about the amount of people who probably have gotten Johnson & Johnson at this point. Yeah, it's 
it's a lot. Yeah, so because we're doing almost three million doses a day. I don't know how many of those are Johnson and Johnson, but yeah, but yeah I got to go back up. Uh, Alexi and I went up uh, on Saturday and got vaccinated. Now the both of us have to go back up uh, in a month. I think week of the fourth I, we're going. I go back on uh, Thursday. Get my second shot. Yeah, that one's gonna that one's gonna suck. Yeah, I took Thursday and Friday out of work. I figured probably need the extra day. Yeah, because because uh, I mean I needed the extra day last time. Like my arm hurt so bad, I was like I can't go into work and do repetitive motion with my arm. I didn't know uh, I didn't need the day off. I, I could have sucked it up and went through it, but I had an excuse. I'm taking the day. Fuck off. Yeah, I mean don't get me wrong. I could I have probably done it probably. But we but don't also, get paid enough to do that shit. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? You hit the nail right on the fucking head, Brad. <laughs> my job is... I don't give a shit that I'm an essential worker. My job is not so important that I have to go into work when I'm feeling like... Don't worry. I'm no stranger to working with a serious hangover. Oh. Like... I almost thrive on Yeah. <laughs> I, I can uh, I can do that. My The functioning alcoholic in me is ready to shine. Once um, the I'm gonna vomit feeling passes, I feel like a million bucks. Yeah. I still have the headache, but I feel like a million bucks. I can do it. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah, my arm is functional. It hurts like a son of a bitch, but I could use it. But why would I do that when I could stay home and do all sorts of other shit? Right. You know what I did? I laid in bed all day. It was great. Yeah, honestly, I got up and tried to be productive. And I'm like, dude, I just feel like ass. Like, fuck. I got, I got all the symptoms of hangover, though. Any of the fun bits that came before it. Right, like, like the night of regret. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have the night of regret going into this. Like, oh wow, yeah, I got real <laughs> fucked up on the vaccine. Like, I don't have, I can't contemplate my actions. Wonder what I did in my life to get to this point. Like, no, I drove an hour and got stabbed in the arm, and now I feel like shit. I, I, I didn't wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and go, "Do you have a problem?" Yeah, <laughs> like I couldn't do that. Like, no, it's like no, actually, I have the opposite of the problem. There's, there's no soul searching with this. It just doesn't feel as fulfilling. Yeah. My work's giving me an extra hundred bucks for getting the vaccine. Yeah, so. I'm getting four hours of pay. Oh, must be nice. Yeah, I mean it's less than a hundred bucks, so <laughs> I mean you're you came out better than I did. I guess I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because I you and it's only you get two hours per dose. Why they're doing it that way, I have no idea. But they're like, yeah, we're gonna give you two hours this time, and then when you go back on the fourth, we'll give you the other two hours. I'm like, okay, that seems strange, but sure. So the way ours is doing it is we get the $100 bonus like two to three weeks after we show them like our card. Mm -hmm. And then we also get two 10% off like extra bonus things. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, I figure, hey, I'm going to get paid extra for something I was going to do anyway. Fuck it. Let's, let's go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, Molly's already all vaccinated up, so. Nice. She's like, yes, do it. <laughs> See, at first I was like, I was kind of like, ooh, do I want to do it? Like, it's, it feels kind of untested, like, in the, not in, like, the Trump supporter way of, like, I'm not getting that damn vaccine. Yeah. They're going to put chips in me. Like, in the, like, oh, I don't know. Like, have they had enough time to test these things? Like, do we really know what the side effects are? Mm -hmm. Sort of way. Because, like, you know, you hear, like, all these stories of people, like, not, not saying kids, but, like, because, again, I'm not an anti-vax guy, but... Like, you hear all these stories of, like, older people, like, getting, like, the flu vaccine and, like, fucking them up. So, like, I can only imagine something that's, like, we made in, like, a, a year's year. time. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, we're just throwing it out there now sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it is certainly spooky. So, like, I I, I was a little nervous at first. So, I, I did some research. And, like, I, I got comfortable enough with it because, like, it's been out for six months now. 
and yeah. we've had barely we've had basically no side effects outside of some complications to like specific people because of their medical histories so I'm like fuck it drab me and that's the thing is like you know I was like at this point when I was about to go get it like a couple weeks ago I was like okay I'm fine I can do it like enough people have gotten it Molly got a vaccine and she's fine mm-hmm. so like we don't I don't have to worry about this like but it was like when it was like first came out and it was like so hard to get and they were like I was like I'm gonna wait and see on this. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean, sort of thing. It's just great because, like, I'm going back May 4th to get the second dose, which means middle of May, two weeks after my second dose, I'll be fully immunized and I'll have my fucking 89 percent protection rate. Can we please start recording the podcast in person again? <laughs> I fucking hate. Like, you have no idea how much I hate doing. Oh this. no, trust me. We did this for how long with CWD? Two years. Uh, yeah. remote and uh, I, and I hated I, it the whole time you did you you complained I specifically about- bought a piece of equipment so we could do this in person not specifically for this I had it for another thing but I bought a piece of equipment <laughs> to record podcasts in person because I like doing it in person and now we're back to goddamn remote because of a fuck pandemic yep and I hate it <laughs> And I just so desperately want it. So when we are all like fully good, can we please record this in person? Yeah, I, th- I think we can make that work. Thank fucking Christ. Because <laughs> I hate having to sync it up. And then like I listen to it and it's like all good for like the first half. And then a part of it just seems weirdly out of sync for some reason. Like we're answering too quickly. Yeah, like one, one of us had a hiccup and now it's all. Dude, I used to hate editing CWD because of that. Because it'd be one of those things where, like, on a good episode, you could use the first 10 minutes as an indicator for everything. You sync that up, all the audio yeah. levels sound good, you, you're looking through, everything looks great. You po- you post it, it's great. And then I get a message from you, like, 20 minutes later, like, hey, dude, you know the second half is totally fucked up? I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> yes, I know. And so now I kind of scrub through it, like, when I'm in the editing process of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just at least, like, I'll, like, scrub through and be like, all right, like, an hour in, how does this sound? Or whatever, you know, like, 40 minutes in, how does this sound? Oh, it still sounds good? Okay, we're probably good. And if the last 10 minutes are fucked up, I don't care. Yeah, it's like, hey, look, you sat through an, an hour, it was good, give us 10 minutes, it's fine. I'm not I'm not getting paid to make this show, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I really, if we were making money off this, I would just hire a professional editor. <laughs> I would not do this myself. I would just be like, do this shit, make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So there you go, folks. Mid, uh, mid-May, mid approximately. Assuming I don't have to reschedule my uh, vaccine appointment, which I don't think I will, but we'll see. I mean, I think, like, even if, you know, work was a problem, if you told me you were getting a vaccine, they probably would be like... No, it's more school that I'm worried about, because, like, this second dose, I'm expecting to, like, my father got the Pfizer vaccine, and uh, Mm -hmm. the first one was kind of the same thing I got, where he's like, yeah, I felt like shit, like, I kind of felt like a hangover, it wasn't great. The second one knocked him on his ass for, like, a day and a half, two days. Really? Yeah, that that one, he he was out of commission for a minute. So, like, my finals are around the time that I would be getting vaccinated. So part of me is like, eh, well, I'm going to wait to see until I get a confirmed final date. And if it's too close to my vaccine, I'm moving that vaccine appointment. No. Because it took me, like, literally two seconds to register for that second appointment. Where it's they send you the link and it's like, I want to register. I want that time. Okay, you're done. Like, that's literally it. <laughs> oh, mine, they just made it for me. Uh, she offered to do it when we were getting it. She's like, do you want me to schedule it with uh, with me while you're here? Uh, and Alexia and I were, uh, we decided not to just because 
her birthday is kind of in that same area, and she couldn't no. um, she couldn't schedule out far enough to get past that. So, right. And I guess that makes sense. Yeah, she, like she, mine, they didn't even give me an option. Like they just put on the card. They were like writing all my information, and they were like, "All right, your second one will be on the fifteenth at nine forty-five again." Mm-hmm. And uh, go sit in that chair and wait for somebody to stab you with a needle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was nice that they let us choose, though. She has a uh, comical fear of needles. Well, I should almost call it comical if it weren't so severely debilitating. So I can really see why she doesn't want to get vaccinated on her birthday. Yeah, plus, you know, if she does get bad side effects, then... Dude, this first dose fucked her up. So I can only imagine what the second really? one's going to be. She, she, she has, uh, like, eczema and some skin issues. So yeah. when her immune system reacts to something, it comes out, literally shows up on her skin. It's, like, the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Um, but, dude, she looked like she looked like the fucking red Michelin man. She was puffed up and red. Like, it was... It was kind of funny a little bit, but uh, she did not feel great for that first dose. So she's going to be out of commission for a good minute on the second one. Yeah, sorry. No, it's, it's I was, fine. I got a FaceTime call in the middle of that, and I had to say, like, I'm recording the podcast. I'll be yeah. done in a couple minutes. Don't worry. I do the same thing in the beginning. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, yeah, everyone's different, though. It's so weird. Like, I was talking to my mom about it, and, like, my mom got the same one I did and like she didn't really have any side effects like she had like a little bit of arm pain but like mine like was way worse everyone's different with how they react to these things that's that's kind of what I find wild where like the the general consensus I don't know how true this is because I haven't actually looked it up or anything but it was like well the vaccine's a good approximation where they're like if you ha- if you get COVID your reaction to the side effects to the vaccine are sort of what it would have been like if you'd gotten the the actual disease so, like, if I get the second dose and it knocks me on my ass, I'm like, well, I guess it's really good I didn't get COVID then. Well, I, I don't know, because, like, I had it, like, last March. That's true. So, I wonder how your second dose is going to feel if you've already had it. Because, yeah. like, in theory, you already have the antibodies, so you shouldn't have too strong a well, reaction. I, I think you only have like, the antibodies for, like, three to six months or something like that. Mm-hmm. When, when so, you got it in what? Uh, literally last yeah. March. Yeah, March. Literally, like, when everything started, I think I had Yeah, you, it, March is when the world test- felt the shit. <laughs> I never, I never got tested because that was when they weren't testing everybody. Yeah, <laughs> back when we were still doing the wonderful strategy of, well, if we just don't test people, we don't have cases. Well, it wasn't that, I think it was they didn't have enough tests, because, like, my mom got tested right away, like, because, uh, this is why I think I had it, because she got sick couple days after me and then she got tested and tested positive so i'm like i'm living in the same house as this person i probably have it and i'm like dying you know what i mean yeah like i was sick for like two weeks pretty much like or like a week and a half and was put on like a two-week quarantine and then got put on another two-week quarantine because she got it (laughs) so like i got like a month paid out of work it was fucking fantastic actually yeah right um and yeah like i was just like i was feeling like fucking shit Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i mean like i maybe i still have some antibodies in me but like i doubt i have as many so who knows maybe i'll get fucked up again yeah well i mean generally your body's gonna remember how to make them so like right you should create them faster than i will because i've never been exposed so right. you might get fucked up, but it's probably going to be for a shorter period of time than someone like me who hasn't had it. Uh, this will be a good, like, this will be a test. I'll be curious yeah. to see how this goes. <laughs> this will be fun. Uh, 
I'll let you know how it goes uh, either through text message or on next week's show. It's also so funny, too, to think about with, like, the whole me getting sick last year thing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when I went in, like, when I got sick and was just home the whole time, right? We still weren't wearing masks yet. Yep. Like, like there was none of this, like, six feet apart shit. Like, they were limiting the amount of people that were could come in the store, but, like, nobody was wearing... Like, th- there wasn't the mandate yet. Mm-hmm. And then literally when I came back, I was like I was in a whole nother world. Yeah. <laughs> like, the world the world had changed around me. It was like I was frozen. <laughs> and just came out of cryo sleep. Uh, dude, I can't wait to wear, like, old in our 60s and our grandkids. Like, what was it like during 2020? We could be like, listen here. We don't talk about yeah. 2020. I'll start with this fucking gorilla. Gorilla? Where did the gorilla come from? No, it's like the fucking Harambe thing from, like, what, 2014? That's when it all fucking went downhill. That's when it all went downhill. I was going to say, what, are you talking about King Kong? You just fought Godzilla. Yeah. It was the only piece of entertainment we had in 2020. It's a fucking lizard fighting a monkey. We were so starved for content, we watched a four-hour Batman movie. Everybody bought all the bread from stores. We had to learn how to bake with yeast. Nobody could shit. Yeah. <laughs> there was no toilet paper anywhere. <sighs> oh my god. Yeah, it is gonna be a fun little time capsule. Like we it's it's so annoying in the moment now. Mm-hmm. But like in the future, like we live through something, I guess. Yeah, we lived through I I like kinda of pointing this out to people every now and again, where like our generation has lived through more quote unquote once in a lifetime events than any other generation, except for maybe the greatest generation, right? What do you mean? We had the 2008 depression. Financial crisis. Financial crisis. Yeah. We had the, um, the, we had this pandemic, mm-hmm. right? We had a, um, not only the financial crisis, but everything that came out of that, the housing bubble burst, the failure of the banks. We, we went through a ridiculous unemployment rate. We had the the death of several industries because of this pandemic, so we're going to see how that goes. We had the yeah. upheaval of our political system <laughs> because of a, a literal fucking insurrection. Right. Like, our generation has gone through an incredible... Uh, we had the fucking Twin Towers. I, I was going to say, our generation technically lived through 9-11, even though we were probably too young to remember 9-11. I mean, I... People our age, like, a little bit uh, younger than us, probably not, but where we were, like, the beginning, because I was four or five when it happened. Like, I was conscious of what happened, but, like... I I was pissed, because, like, that was the shittiest birthday ever. Right, we talked about this on the show, I remember that. Like, what the fuck, man? I'm, like, five, and I'm wondering why all these adults look so pissed off and sad, and I'm like, dude, it's my party. Like, lay that up, motherfuckers. Yeah, like, let's have some fucking fun. Yeah, god damn it. I will never forgive Um, them for ruining my fifth birthday party. It's so funny, <coughs> too, because it's like, yeah, like, we technically lived through 9-11, but were we that conscious of 9-11? I mean, even if we weren't, like, we definitely had to deal with the consequences. Right. With the TSA, the Patriot Act. But in a, in a lot of ways, like, this pandemic is our 9-11. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you this is I mean? the one where we get to see the event and we're going to get to see the after effects. Yeah. Whereas with 9-11, be... it was kind of like, we only get to see the after effects. Yeah. We, we only reap the... 
not benefits, <laughs> but like you know, we only reap the the shitty downsides, the, re- <laughs> the results. Yeah, I can't wait to see what horrible things come out of this pandemic. What great policies are going to be enacted? Oh my god, I just I want masks to go away. That's my thing, and I don't see it happening anytime soon. Like even I think after. I mean, with one in four of... people being vac- like fully vaccinated, we should be done with masks in a couple of months. You'd think so, but, like, I mean, we say this, but remember, do you not remember last month just going, oh, it's only going to be a couple months, <laughs> it'll blow over. Yep, and then they politicized getting masks on, and holy shit, we drug this out for a year. Okay, yeah. awesome. Exactly. It's so crazy, because I listen to a podcast that's, like, based in Australia. They're, like, just, they're doing stuff, like... The world is back to normal there. Yeah, I mean, most of... Uh, I don't, I don't want to say most of the world, but, uh, like, a, a good chunk of the world was like, yeah, we got that shit under control, man. We're good. And, like, we just couldn't... I don't know why. I don't know what it is about us that we think that we're better than everybody. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a, the macho bravado it's thing of It's the it. American pride, man. We don't like being told what to do by anybody, no, especially not our own government. Like nah. the the only thing we hate more than our own government telling us what to do is foreign entities telling us what to do. So when the U.S. government was telling us we have to wear masks, and the world was like, "Absolutely, Americans, wear your fucking masks." America was like, "Fuck you." How many people do you think have decided not to get vaccinated just because you have to do it to do foreign travel? Now? Oh God, uh, more than I'm happy to admit. Like, I do, see what I don't understand is that like. That was been a requirement for travel long before COVID, where, like, you couldn't... Oh, yeah, it's just, like... It's just, you didn't need to get the COVID vaccine. Yeah. it's like, well, they're, they're, it's it's all right to travel. It's to... no dumbass, it's not. <laughs> yeah, like, you still need to get Im- immunized for other things, depending on where you're traveling. Uh, I, I just... Like, I'm just glad we got to the part of this pandemic that America is good at. This is a part of the problem that we can solve with logistics, manpower, and money. We cannot, for the life of us, come to a decision as a community, as a country. Like, ethical <laughs> decisions, we, we, we can't do it. We're incapable. But anything that's, like, numbers and manpower, that we can throw money and people at it, that's what America's good at, motherfucker. That's true. We have money, we have people. We can solve any problem that involves those two things. Let's end off the episode singing, uh, and I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. Brad, second verse. The irony of that song gets to me every time. And I won't forget the man who died, who gave that right to me. Brad? You're on your own here. And I proudly (laughs) stand up next to Brad, who won't sing the song with me. That's been the boys club. No, that's not the name of the show. Nope. That's been the Fireside Pub for this week. God bless Zack Snyder. (laughs) Thanks for drinking along with us. Uh, Bye, folks. Thanks for drinking along with us. You motherfucker.